welcome to another episode of Acting Up, the Fans Against Criminalisation podcast. Our usual host Liam here is sunning himself in fantastic Beirut. So tonight's episode will be slightly different. Um, we're joined by usual guests Paul and Jeanette and Labour MSP James Kelly. Tonight they'll be reflecting on how far the campaign has come and what to expect on Thursday. So guys, Paul, Jeanette, does it feel as if the, the end is nigh? I feel as if I'm just about the end, but the end, my end is nigh, it's taking so long, I'm exhausted, but anyway, no, um, it it has been a very long, uh, drawn out campaign, Um, I'm not sure when we set out on this that we expected. That was going to be my question for you, did you ever, did you really kind of properly (laughs) think we'd be at this point having this conversation? Did I think before I set out a campaign to change a piece of legislation? Of course I didn't think, I just started it. (laughs) No, no. I mean obviously along, as you well know, along with all the other organisations, we simply had to respond to the situations in front of you, you couldn't have known how long it was going to take. Couldn't have known, you know, the twists and many twists and turns that the campaign would take, and, and in many ways, people might say we're lucky to have done it in the the time frame that we've done it because yeah, you know, absolutely. you know, legislation isn't very often. I'm sure James will be able to say that. I mean, legislation isn't very often uh, introduced and repealed in such a a short period, really. So, I, it seems like a long campaign for us. It's taken up such a lot of our lives mm-hmm. and has such an um, lot of impact on. Uh, so many people's lives that, uh, but in terms of legislation, I'm, I'm not sure it is that long a time frame for it to be repealed. No, you might just say No, I think um, you know if, if you go back to the 2016 election, we're less than two years since then. So yeah. I, I think to to get it through in that time scale. If the vote's passed on Thursday, is don't say if, don't say if. But I mean, I remember when. Thursday is quite quick. When. But I mean, I remember one of the first things that happened was was at Glasgow Cali Uni. There was a meeting of Michael McMahon that said, you know, that the Scottish uh, Parliament hadn't ever really repealed legislation that itself had enacted since '99, uh, and you know there was pure deflation. Everybody was kind of looking about and almost well, certainly parts of the crowd I kind of noticed were kind of deflated and almost resigned to their kind of fate. Um, but obviously we just kept on going and going and going and there was different points at which I think amending it or reviewing it or all sorts of different wee things we were fighting on at different points. But I don't I don't remember, you know, people feeling deflated about it. I'm generally a glass half full sort of a person, but I don't I remember that. Do. But I'm sure that there's been many people who have been you know, part of the campaign mm-hmm. at various points, quite important parts, and then, you know, because lives move on in the space yeah, of seven years, people yeah. get married, people have wins, you know, there's it all sorts of things, right? of course it's happened, happened. and, you know, people drop in and out of activity, they're mm-hmm. still obviously, uh, you know, agree with the aims of the campaign, mm-hmm. but they drop in and out of activity, but I don't, no, so, so for some people probably they did think, oh, is this I, ever going to get anywhere? But we always had at each point, we always had a plan. Yeah. We always knew where the campaign was going I think, next. I think there, there were a few points at which I was really properly optimistic when I really thought that, especially at the first point when we, you know, it's going through that kind of parliamentary process, it's going through the Justice Committee, and we kind of thought, you know, if we present evidence and mm. argue logically and reasonably, reasonably, reasonably there we are, if we argue... Easy for it, you to say. Yeah, well, but <laughs> we've done enough of these now that I think I'm you know, losing the plot a wee bit sitting in this room. But I think we'd, we kind of thought that if we presented our evidence that it's going to be so overwhelming that, you know, they'll have to kind of concede some of the points and they never... And then we obviously campaigned on a review to have a kind of similar process or that's certainly how we wanted it to play out and whatever. 
is that we kind of thought we'd have all that evidence and then to support it we could say but we're also right but that's also what's happened and here's the evidence that that's how it's played out but now I think that given that the way that the Scottish Government have behaved that that probably isn't what would have happened that they would have just yeah. continued to have ignored their points yeah. and ignored I mean, James uh, you, were the, you were the well, you know the Deputy Convener of the Justice Committee when the original bill was being scrutinised yeah I mean I I was deputy convener of the Justice Committee, and I was I also led the Labour's opposition to, to the bill as it was debated in Parliament. And uh, I, th- I mean, I think the thing that frustrated all of us—I I can remember having a, an initial discussion with you, Jeanette, about it—and you were saying to me, "You know, surely if we lay out the evidence here, uh, you know, MSPs will look at it and they'll consider it, and you know, they'll kick it out if it's not." You know, if it's not seen as it's been robust, and I remember saying at the time, look, the reality with the SNP is they'll push this through, uh, and they'll act as a block, and and that's what happened. To me, I th- there's two things I, I would say in reflecting on it. Um, there's no doubt that that period of the, the the last session of the Parliament was difficult because the SNP had on, an overall majority, and it, it was difficult to see how you were going to you know how you were going to change that round but I think fans against criminalization deserve great credit for keeping the campaign going and um, both out in, in the country around the football grounds and with the football fans but also um, you know keeping the pressure up in parliamentarians you know I can remember Jeanette coming to the Scottish Parliament and giving a briefing on the report that you'd produced around the Gallagate uh, incidents. Uh, you know, so you you kept that sustained pressure going, and then I th- what actually changed it was obviously the result of the 2016 Scottish election. Going into that election night, you know, I along with a lot of people just thought that the outcome was going to be another SNP overall majority, and it, it then as the, the results began to come in, it changed, and. Um, I had had a long night that night trying to get, make sure I got elected um, and I wasn't really thinking about the repeal bill at, at that point but I remember sitting, going back home, sitting on my couch um, exhausted and at half nine people had started to debate on Twitter you know, what, what would happen, what would, what would be the SNP's first defeat and I remember Jerry Breen tweeting me and saying, "You said you were going to bring that bill forward if you get elected. Are you going? Are you going to do it?" And I said right away, "Yeah, I'm going to do it." And that was the first time of that night that I thought, "Gosh, this is I, this I could be quite up, something." I stayed up quite watching that, and that was the first <coughs> thing that I thought that. Um, I mean, because mind we just think Kelly's elected. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I'll make sure. I, I felt that. That's one thing. But remember, we had run in Hunter the day before. That's true. And he's been actually good knowledge because he was so confident that they were going to democracy is a wonderful thing. He was shouting at us like, we'll see how you get your two-person campaign from escalators going up. And Buchanan Gallery, I see he was chapping them when we were at the bottom and he was shouting down, see how you got on with your two-person campaign, you know. I mean, what arrogance. Absolute arrogance. Yep. And mm-hmm. he, I mean, McCaskill done it. I remember when you, you were there when we were at the, mm-hmm. the petitions committee and he's saying at the end, oh, well, we'll put this up to the people of Scotland and we'll let them decide. Aye, so that's if, right, so he does. As if it was like a, a referendum <laughs> on Aye. the offensive yeah. behaviour of the Football yeah, Act. But, I mean, it'd be, bear in mind as well that the Parliament, by and large, was designed to prevent majorities, you know, there's yeah. not really a check or balance to it. <coughs> so for them to be so arrogant to, to just assume that that's what they were going to get is... It's staggering, to be honest, and it's it's came back to bite them in the 
right side. I, mean, I, th- I suppose m- most citizens would think that's a lesson for political parties generally, isn't it? You know, don't be so arrogant, don't be so, you know, assuming that you're always going to be at the top. You know, actually understand that you're there to represent people and listen to people. I think one of the... I don't consider myself, I mean, I've been around politics for a very long time um, and I wouldn't think of myself as in any way naive, but I've been really shocked by the extent to which people utterly refuse to listen. They just won't listen. They won't engage in rational debate. I mean, Paul's right, I suppose we thought, I mean, at the point where they had that clause that said, uh, you know, they would have to review this, that was the whole focus of our campaign. We thought, right, at that point, we will have the opportunity our job now is to collect the evidence between now and then, and when we have that, and we put a lot of work yeah, in there, and when we have that, we will go forward with that evidence, and at that point, we will be able to convince people, because there is no argument. It was a bit naive, because given that all of the argument in terms of the original scrutiny was, was saying, you know, that, that you know this, this isn't a very good idea, and they still pushed it through. But nevertheless, we did think, once it played out, once they saw it, they would know it was wrong, right. and they would move back, and it was just shocking. The way, not only did they not listen, they didn't give us the, even give us the opportunity right. to present the evidence, they actually just denied us the opportunity yeah. to do that. It was, it was just dreadful. But, I mean, uh, even, like, you know, now, obviously, they're saying our, our door was always open, but... The reality is that we spent, you know, years basically trying to battle down their doors and they, they weren't interested. But I think as well, you talk about that uh, period whereby, you know, there was the, the election. But see, before, from about the, the January onto the, the election in May, I think it would have been, yeah. um, that was probably when our campaign was really at its height in some respects as well, because me and you were at Parliament for the, the Public Petition Committee mm. at the end of January. Uh, and in between then, we carried out, we had the we released a statement that was signed by 40 odd, you know, kind of public figures, <coughs> politicians, yeah, actors, football people, a range of people. It's forgotten that. Um, we'd done that and it was the, the National Weekend Action. Yeah. And I always thought that it was the pressure that was created by that, keeping it in the media, keeping it in, uh, you know, people's attention, that meant that all of the opposition parties made that manifesto pledge at that point to yeah. repeal it. No, that's right. And then when, you know, the kind of stars align a bit, I guess, in some respects, in terms of the the way the election unfolded, we get um, there's a kind of anti-act majority, as it were, um, which is good for a number of reasons, you know, because it means that the, the SNP don't have, um, you know, carte blanche to to rush through anything in this way anymore, and they will have to compromise, they will have to reason with people, um, but it meant that all of those parties were kind of committed at that point yeah. to repeal, and and that's. In my opinion, that would probably the most pivotal stage of the campaign. I, I think, think back. I, I think that's probably right, but there has been a lot of... You see, when you think back on it, I mean, it is actually a bit early to be, I suppose, well, to be ref, I, to be reflecting on the whole thing, and there will be time for that. Well, I think um, it's how you know, to this point. Yeah, you know, to. to reflect on the whole thing. But there's been some absolutely... It's an absolute model for a, a you know, a, a grassroots <laughs> campaign. We see the sorts of things that people were coming up with, but that... It has to do with the nature of football, the nature of football yeah, fans yeah. and what they do and what they get up to on a, a regular basis, you know, yeah. in terms of, you know, ideas for things and how... Putting songs in the charts. Different things, you know, so that the way that, that that was all used and brought to bear and, you know, people just come up with something. So see the day you said the thing about the song in the chart, yeah. we just all fell about laughing. <laughs> you did all that, We did all fall about laughing right. and we just thought, oh, why not? Let's, like, let's just, just do it. Like, it right? You know, just do it. Let's just do it. You know, yeah. so, and, and then, oh, but even 
thinking about more recently about making the film. You know, it was supposed to be a five minute YouTube club, and it became like an hour long film. And you think, ah, we'll just do that as well. You know, it seemed as though it seemed as though there was nothing that if we put our minds to it, that that we couldn't do, and that there was always somebody within mm-hmm. the wider support, even, even this podcast. who had who had the who had the ability and the talent and the creativity. I mean, like these guys sitting here, you know, mm-hmm. we just said, you know, yeah. oh, we for we, years we yeah. went round saying other podcasts and yeah, phone, oh, we'll phone up at various points. We'd say, right, we'll phone around all the podcasts and see if we can get on them. You know, we'll say, can we come on to say this and come? And then, you know, so, well, just make my own podcast. Yeah, you know, we, we were on the phone in January and we were just like, yeah. oh, this has been a bit was and we're like. The good thing about the video was that we had utter control over all the content mm. rather than giving like. You know, a, a written statement or an interview with a journalist who cuts it up and then tries to even it out mm. and whatever else. We were totally in control of our own content. So, and then we were talking about there must be people out there who can help us with the podcast. And sure enough, um, you yeah. know, we're sitting with extremely competent and uh, professional uh, guys who've been able to help us put this together. And the, the kind of quality of the production side of this has been excellent. And I think that's just in microcosm. There's loads of examples of that, but I think that you know, for I suppose for MSPs and James will be able to tell us that if it's right or not. But I mean, the probably I mean I'm sure they're used to dealing with professional campaigns. I'm sure they're used to dealing with you know various types of campaigning bodies that put a lot of enthusiasm and passion into the thing that they are campaigning about. But the potential size of a campaign because it was football fans and the, the amount of talent and creativity and the amount of persistence and the amount of refu- I, I don't know I mean you'll, you'll tell oh, us yourself whether yeah. that was something that no, and it, our, our, uh, our, our access I suppose to the press because football is something that yeah, people, people want, want to talk about, about you know. No, I mean it was absolutely critical and you're right to say like, it's a model campaign and we shouldn't underestimate what's about to be achieved here um, you know we're talking about repealing uh, an act of the Scottish Parliament. It's you know it's never really happened before in, in the history of devolution, um, and it's you know it's quite a draconian law that's been in place as well. Um, and MSPs are used to dealing with like campaigns and being lobbied, but don't forget, you know, the Scottish government have opposed this vigorously mm-hmm. um, yeah. throughout. You know, and they've, they've had a, a fans against criminalisation at the start of the. You know the Justice Committee evidence. You know they tried to misrepresent me, mm-hmm. um, but you know what what has been really powerful, particularly when you got to the start of January and you launched the email campaign, is the thousands and thousands of emails yeah, coming yeah, through, and, and also the the social media presence. And it then became clear that you know that this wasn't just a few people sitting in a room. This was it just it wasn't <coughs> just a two person campaign. This, this, is, this is this is the voice of ordinary football fans. And by the time you got and, and not just that, that was a line to the, the you know, the amount of expert briefings you were able to give that helped inform the Justice Committee. And see by the time you got to the stage one debate, um you know, we we not only won the vote that day, but we very much won the debate, not just in terms of the the MSP mm. contributions were yeah, better than publicly. the government's, mm-hmm. but online, you know, publicly it had been seen that there was very much support for the repeal bill, and that was down very much to fans against criminalisation. You know, we couldn't have, we couldn't have got there. You kept it going through, you know, 2011 through 2016, and in terms of my campaign, 
to to repeal the the bill. I couldn't have got it as far without the, the assistance of FAC. You know, the reality is there are there were there were those that have tried to you know, even when, when, when we did public consultations, there were people that tried to disrupt those yeah. public consultations. Mm -hmm. Um, early, yeah, there was, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the first, the first day after mm. we launched the, the consultation, we came in and there was five hundred responses, and four hundred of them were, were against. And, we're, and, we're, and were they very, <laughs> were they very similar in content? Yeah, yeah, very much so, but ultimately, um, you know that that ended up in the biggest ever response to a Scottish Parliament consultation, over three thousand two hundred responses, and that again was down mm -hmm. to facts. So being able to sustain that all the way through, you know, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have had the the credibility that I've got in terms of arguing in Parliament if I didn't have that that backing, both in terms of the evidence you were able to provide, the social media presence, and you know, bringing thousands of, cat, uh, of uh, supporters behind I think it. I think various organisations have been <coughs> helpful at various points. I mean, Supporters Direct recently, in terms of that survey, yeah, the 14,000 people, that's really crucial to combat the argument that, you know, most football supporters support this act. So that was really important. They'd done that. They were out there. They were in touch with lots of different clubs and, the you know, supporters yeah. of different clubs. So that was really important. Other organisations, you know, <coughs> when Liberty... I mean, Liberty haven't like campaigned on this. It would be yeah. fair to say it's not their top priority, and, and we would understand that. Mm -hmm. But the quality of the evidence that they gave at the outset, and then again, yeah. I mean, it surprises me actually that hasn't been picked up as I much as I thought. I thought lots more people would have been talking about the nature of their evidence, very detailed, mm -hmm. very um, you know, going through which bits of the act were most often used, yeah. and the nature of assault on on civil liberties, and didn't really pick up as much. I mean, the other mm -hmm. thing that I thought there have been various things that we've done that were, were very successful one of the things that's always surprised me that it wasn't picked up more was the you know the citizens report into what happened in the Gallagher mm -hmm. and, and the mm -hmm. failure to actually go back and say do you know what you launched an all out assault mm -hmm. on a group of citizens in Glasgow this is Police Scotland I'm talking about and you were never held to account for it, never at any point. And given where Police Scotland is now and the concerns about how it's run and all of that, and we, we had a discussion about that a couple of podcasts ago, um, I still think that's something people need to go back and look at, you know. But I mean, I think the, the kind of point that James makes is a good one about particularly the kind of force of numbers, um, and he, he thanks FAC, but I mean, in terms of you know the things that we've done the, the support and backing we've had from football fans has been mm. incredible so from you know the, the demonstrations at George Square in the early days from the uh, the Amsterdam uh, you know, went to Celtic support and asked them to financially support people who'd been uh, assaulted and then arrested we also requested people take part in email campaigns and the petition that got the, the issue into the parliament in the first place uh, that played a massive role in the campaign um, and also uh, you know in terms of going and speaking to the MSPs and just keeping the pressure going and as well as other specific fan groups doing you know actions and banners and things like that across Scotland so it really has been a kind of united effort in many ways and the the kind of pressure that football fans have put on the government is is what Scott is here, um, and it's it's been fantastic to see, um, and I'm, you know, hopeful as well that you know we can just make sure that we, I'm sure we'll get the result for them on Thursday, but we can go for there. 
I should just actually mention this that the Amsterdam cases are finished yet. Yeah, well, those ones that were convicted are still their appeals haven't have happened yet. So there's some money kept by to cover that. So if you're listening, yeah. guys, don't worry, we haven't forgot you. You know, but I mean, uh, there were so many incidents over over time, and one of the things that we spoke about was, you know, how do we go about trying to make sure that we properly thank people who, you know, deserve being thanking and, you know, the, the, it, would, it would be almost impossible, I guess, to, to sit through and go through the list because so many people have, have done so many things at vague points, you know, um, you know, we're sitting in Paul Cavanagh's office just now and the, the, the work he's done and, you know, we spoke about George Ryan and the role that he yeah, paid, absolutely, you know, it, it can't ever be forgotten, what, you know, the, the lengths that that man went to, to try and protect football supporters. And there's been a huge litany of people, and you don't want to go into it almost because you know you almost feel that will offend people by forgetting some because there's yeah. so many. But I, I do hope that everyone who's you know done everything from attending meetings or taking part in email campaigns or, or whatever it might be over the course of that seven years, <coughs> I, I think we'd like to thank them um, for that because it, it, it's you know those small things, just t- taking things in increments um, from that point against an almost insurmountable task, you know, trying to take on a, a, a government with an absolute majority, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, is, is, is a, a group who'd been so othered and demonised in society. Well, it's funny, isn't it, because we, we're sort of presented as, you know, football fans in general are presented as a slightly dodgy group of people who can't be trusted to have a political discussion, who can't be trusted to, to do anything, really, can't be trusted to drink, can't be trusted to do anything because we're, we're really lower class citizens. Um, you know, on that, on on the one hand, that's what we are, and on the other hand, we're this shadowy, powerful <laughs> organisation that can pull strings and you know oh. do all that. So, so some they, they need to decide what it, what what it is we are. But just going back to Paul's point there about you know, and clearly you, that issue about going back over it and thinking about people that you really need to thank is always fraught with the danger yeah, of hurting absolutely. somebody by maybe forgetting them and it, it probably will take time, come, things will come to mind yeah. and we'll get that all sorted but I mean you take there's two guys I'm thinking about just now just you know probably don't think much about what they've done but there's the guy um, Wally Brown who made the, who did the, the FAC website and regularly you know has put all the he has just put a page up on the FAC website to put all the, the podcasts on so that's really easy for people to be able to get it now they can just go onto the FAC website, there's a page there FAC podcast and they're all listed there so you can just click on them there and there's um I'm not sure whether I'm allowed to name him, but I bet maybe I won't. Just I, I just no, I won't because I don't know whether it's okay in terms of his work or whatever it is. But I, if, if at a later stage I can, then then I will. But there's a guy who does the um, website for the Celtic Trust who did all of the work about about creating the automated email system that was used at every turn, and every time there was a problem with that, you know, you know, we had to change something because maybe I need, you know, because maybe a maybe a, a well, an email had changed or an MSP had died or something like that. You know, he jumped in and did all of the whatever coding or whatever thing he needed to do to fix that. Or when we decided that we wanted people to be able to write to ministers, he added another section, and at every turn he's done that. You know, just for long, just come in and say, right, okay, he just does it and does it right away. And he sits there in the background, nobody knows him, mm-hmm. but there he is doing all that work, you know, and it's fantastic. But I mean, the, the example I would give as well is we've obviously got the guys work the podcast as well, who've been great, but I think about the guy that helped me make the video, I'd kind of went to them and said I wanted to make, you know, five, six minutes, I spoke to you about it and what we wanted to be in it. 
yeah, you know, I ran drastically over time, but every single time I went with an edit or something I wanted to add on, and this took weeks, if not months, in this guy's uh, time. Yeah, there was no complaints, no moaning, and, um, you know, just really eager to help, really eager to kind of play his part. And that's been, you know, the case ever since. And you look at, like, Mary McCusker, and, like, think about her. Like, the redoubtable Mary Absolutely. <laughs> I think about her, like, going to see Sturgeon, like, week time, after time week. Time constantly going to see Nicola Sturgeon uh, at our, our governing constituency. Um, you know, we, we could we could really be sitting oh, here all night. But Ma- it's just to... supported our own clubs, you know, our own clubs fans. Absolutely, yeah. The act and then was bad for Celtic <clears> Park. She was in there representing them, uh, you know. I'm still hiding from her because I accidentally swore at a public appearance yeah, well, and uh, I'm going to get scolded. Absolutely, I sincerely. Is she going to be listening to the podcast? But she might. I, I, <laughs> if it saves me a scolding for a former head teacher, then I'll apologise. Not a problem at all. Um, a I heard her Thursday. I'm getting in just before I see her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's man. absolutely. Um, that's another political calculation for the, uh, for the kind of fact. Um, so James Thursday yeps. what's going to happen mm-hmm. because um, I should just tell people that the numbers who are wanting to go on, on Thursday are, are getting quite big so maybe a, a fair turnout on Thursday I'm hoping because mm-hmm. uh, it's a historic occasion and it's only right that people you know a few people have said things like oh you know I don't want to jump in at the last minute well you know it's a public this is, this is your house is, yeah. this is your this is your parliament you're entitled to turn <coughs> up whenever you like you know it's fine you know and uh, so you know I think there will be a, there'll be lots of attention on it so how's that going to run through on, on sure um, I mean first of all it is a really big day it's a big day for, for the campaign because it's the for you guys it's a culmination of seven years of work in terms of the private members bill it's nearly two years of work and it's been all you know it's been a lot of work for my team in the yeah, parliament absolutely. it's been a lot of work for you guys in relation to the campaign and you know the, the crucial thing to to understand is the crucial thing to understand is that i mean the votes are tight but ultimately what we've always sought out to achieve with us is to have all the opposition MSPs united behind the bill, yeah. and that we've we've managed to deliver that. Mm-hmm. So although the vote is tight, the the, the vote is in our favour. Um, the the debate itself on Thursday will be two hours. It'll run from three to five o'clock. The first section will be uh, amend- <coughs> amendments. The government have t- tackled a couple of amendments to try and extend. The, the date of commencement of the Act for two months for Section 25 and 12 months for Section 6. Is that So that's in addition, so those are the amendments that were defeated in committee? They, those are the amendments that were defeated in committee. So the ones that were so they're, passed are they're, already incorporated? Yeah, yeah, they're already incorporated, so they're, they're bringing those defeated amendments back. Um, I don't see those being successful. That'll probably take about half an hour, um, and then there'll be a uh, an hour and a half debate, not quite as long as we saw at stage one, so that there wouldn't be as many speakers. It'll be interesting to see how the SNP pick. Obviously, when we get to the end, I will close up at f- just before five o'clock, and there'll then be the vote. Hopefully, that vote will be successful. One How of the things the weather looking for Thursday. Anybody checked no, the weather? There's no, there's no like, We don't want a beast from the east. One of the things. Uh, I'll be looking at, uh, and I mean, I'll be using all the, the stuff I've used throughout in mm-hmm. terms of, and the, 
I'll quote the examples for last week's pod no, podcast. I thought they, I thought they were absolutely excellent, you know, uh, and I'll use some of them in in Parliament on Thursday. But one of the things I'll be looking at is, I mean, this is a, a draconian piece of legislation. There's been a massive campaign in the country and in Parliament against it. The the act has been totally discredited. There's 62 SNP MSPs, and I think if if they all turn up. On Thursday and all simply press their button against. It's a very sad commentary on the government and the governing party that on such a massive issue that is this, if nobody breaks ranks. So, you know, I'll, I'll be watching okay, that. Can closely. it be possible that it, those people have no doubts? That none of those people <coughs> know, have a single doubt? You know, you know, we know that Richard has doubts. We know that Fulton McGregor has doubts. You know, we know this about these people. Um, but are they going to act to their conscience? But they know it's right, or are they going to act to right. the party whip? You've just bounced them into voting <laughs> by naming them. <laughs> I don't think so. We'll, yeah. we'll soon see. But um, what I would say as well is that um, I, I do think that. Do you think that Sturgeon will say anything? Uh, even with us going, do you think that you know she stayed silent for seven years? Do you think that she'll come out with anything after? No, that? no. Because what you got to understand is, and this just goes back to what I said to you earlier about how important that email campaign was and the intensity of the campaign before the stage one vote. Because up until then, the, the government were very much holding the line about, oh, you can't go ahead with us. It would send out the wrong message. You know, we need to keep this in place. But see, once that stage one went through and because of the way the debate played out and the strength of, of the campaign, this is, this is now moved, this is the quickest you can actually move through a stage two and a stage three. So yeah. the government have clearly concluded, in my opinion, that um, that, that they're going to lose and they want to just get it through as as quickly as possible uh, and move on from it. Have you, and have you and your team got champagne ready then for, for Thursday night? I don't know, one of my team was telling me yesterday he, he, he's got a bottle of champagne which he's going to bring in on Thursday, Absolutely. so hopefully we'll be... Hopefully we'll be opening it, you know. Tell me this, if they removed that bylaw that you, you about drinking in the street in Edinburgh, what's the story there? Just, just, I'm just <laughs> asking for a friend. I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> no, we don't want to see you sort of staggering up the, the, the Royal Mail, you know. <laughs> Champagne in hand. I never stagger. I never stagger. I was just wondering, because we've not got a lot of time left, have we, in a couple of minutes, you know, um, I was just actually thinking about because people keep saying, "Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with the sack goes and things like that." And I was thinking, what, what, I'm "Good in the table. What, what are you thinking? What, what will be your next project? What will fill up? Because this is taking up a lot of your time." Yeah, uh, it has. Um, you know, and and people have I've done media interviews and people have said to me, "You know, is this all you care about? You know, about football supporters and all the big issues in the country like Brexit, the state mm-hmm. of the NHS." Um, not so, like if your doors mm-hmm. in, you know what I mean? So, but 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 this has been important to me. As I say, I was involved uh, originally in two thousand and eleven. Uh, you know, the original vote, and I've seen the impact that it's had on people's lives. So it's important to deliver a victory on Thursday. Post Thursday, I mean, I will be concentrating on Brexit, Brexit the <laughs> NHS. I mean, I'm Labour's finance spokesman, so my party will be glad that I'll be giving that my top priority, mm-hmm. uh, which hasn't perhaps been the case the last couple of months I've very much, you know, I've, I've had to put in a lot of effort Absolutely. to get to this stage Absolutely, what about you Paul? What's your, what's your next project? Well, I was going to ask you the same thing uh, I don't know, I'll need to <coughs> I'll tell you mine 
Well, are you going Mama, to retire? My, are you my, going union, to my, union, my union's getting an industrial action to one, and I think yeah. we're on the way to do it. So um, I think this might be my year. No, no, I'm, I'll be um, I'll a, a still on the picket lines for a wee while after that. And, then, I mean, and then, of course, we've got the... Um, uh, I'm involved in the uh, plan to build a memorial to Angot mm-hmm. Tamar. So that's a, a really big thing going on in the multi-generational Irish community in Glasgow. So I'm, I will be devoting a lot of time to that and looking forward to it. What I would say as well is that there's still a lot of cases uh, that are going oh, on. Absolutely. We'll, we'll need to see um, you know, how the Crown Office will react to that. And the, the culture of the policing isn't going to just change overnight. No. You know, They're not no. going to go through... Uh, being the way they are now and then all of a sudden they're our best pals the next day I've seen they put out a statement saying they're happy to talk to fans yeah. uh, on Saturday for the game um, you, you know when so James Conley at uh, the risk of um, you know sending everybody after heed but you know when James <laughs> Conley said that thing about uh, you know if, if we win this battle you know don't hand, don't hand over your gun. Hold on to your rifles, yeah. and and I think in a certain sense, figuratively speaking, of course, we don't. Fa- right. fa- would, can I just make it clear? Fact doesn't have any rifles, right? But but, you know, but um, you know, uh, we we do need to hold on to our structure and uh, and our funds just for a while yep. to Absolutely. see how things are going to go, uh, because we might still be defending people. Yeah. For, for a while, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and and there yeah. may be other things that, as 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 a combined, you know, supporters organisation, we might want to. And I think there'll be an issue of historic record in this as well, won't there? And making sure that what's happened in this campaign isn't just forgotten. You know, I think that what we'll be looking to do is maybe have one final podcast episode um, in a few weeks. Uh, obviously, to just round up and reflect <laughs> on hopefully what's been a pretty monumental victory. Um, and, and you and know, behaviour at the party. And yeah, well, I don't know that we might be putting out my behaviour at the party publicly. That that's maybe to be kept uh, behind closed doors. And uh, if you're up in the karaoke, uh, I'm not sure that's to make it onto the podcast. Oh, you don't do it. You just sit, you're a singer. You're a singer. Not a kid. Right, right. I'm fucking. How dare I? Um, but no, thanks very much to everybody who's took the time to listen, and thanks very much to everyone who's. Uh, contributed over the last seven years to this campaign uh, and massive thank you to James Kelly for, for joining us and to uh, is, it, is it good night from him? Well I mean I don't usually do this leave my hairs away so we'll let the guys we'll just let the guys take it away without some music but thanks very much Thanks a lot guys thanks for having us